Now we're going. All right. Uh, hey, welcome to another thrilling episode of Last Exit to Brooklyn. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I have a lot of great guests this week. Uh, right now I have Josh Comers, very funny comedian, writer, producer extraordinaire. No, I don't produce anything. Okay. <laughs> s- scratch that. I'll go back and cut that out. Um how are you, Josh? What's up? I'm good, man. It's good to see you again. It's been a few years, right? It's been at least... I feel like I run into you like maybe every couple of years. Yeah, I saw you out in L.A., I think, when you were... You're, oh, yeah. That was like five years ago. That was a long time ago. You Even though like now, girl. I was with a girl, yeah. 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 I, I moved out there with a the girl. Oh, that's right. You moved out there. Shit. Yeah. And um, that's always really easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good decision. Well, it's like... You know, it was two huge things that right at the same time mm-hmm. that are like I just totally um, underrated or is that the right word? Underestimated. Underestim- like uh, moving to a new city, you know, it's very hard. Yeah. Re- relocating and then moving in with a girl you're dating. That's just like. Well, yeah, well, look, they both worked out. You're still yeah. with the girl. You're still in L.A. Oh, wait, yeah. No, <laughs> no, nothing of it worked. It was I we left really fast. because right. It was one of those things where. Well, I don't know if you've experienced this because you. When did you move to L.A.? I moved in two thousand and nine, and that was because you got a job. I on got Conan. a job. That's the only reason I would ever let myself just move out there. I, I was too freaked out by it's ju- smart. to just move out there. Yeah, because I was going out there just to kind of like pursue some opportunities that people were like come out here and like see how you like it, and then yeah. I'll introduce you to these people. And what happened was. I guess I told a couple of people that and then like it kind of gets around the scene that you're moving to L.A. and then it becomes this big like I would run into people and they'd be like, oh, you're moving to L.A. Congratulations. And I was like, uh, first of all, why are you? Congra- I'm just going there. Yeah. What if I was moving to Maplewood? Would you congratulate me? <laughs> so then I was just kind of going out there, not really to live forever, but just for a little bit. Yeah. And then. I came back and people were kind of like, I feel like even now, this was like six years ago, and people are still like, do you live here now? And I'm like, yeah, I was gone for like five months. And you can, it's kind of like an attitude of like, oh man, sorry, it didn't work out. Like yeah. I failed. And I'm like, right. I just came back here. Yeah, you like, basically went to summer camp there. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. So, But it's kind of like people resent that you like came back or something. Right. Like I gave up on my dream. Like I saw another guy and he was like, yeah, I went to L.A. too and then came back. I was like, so what does that mean? By, by the way, so did I. <laughs> yeah, but you came back. So you went there to write for Conan when he... Was it when he got The Tonight Show? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't write for Conan in New York. I, I was here in New York while he was here with his show. But And how did you get that job, The Tonight Show Conan job? Uh, well, the short story is I, uh, I was doing stand-up in the basement, uh, Liam McEnany show, Tell yeah. Your Friends, and uh, Brian Kiley, who's a head mono writer there, saw me. And he, I didn't really know him, but like, we'd done shows together, and I, I think he's seen me before and appreciated that I, I can write a joke. And yeah. He was like, hey, man, you want to write a packet? 
for uh, Conan, uh, you know, taking a uh, show out to L.A. for the Tonight Show, I was like, uh, yeah, of course. Because I, like, I wasn't even getting like opportunities to write packets. So I, right. I was thrilled. And I had been keeping this blog of monologue jokes that no one read. It was called, what was it called? It's called Jokes That Won't Matter Tomorrow. Oh, okay. And, I, and I, since I've made it invisible, because I'm like too ashamed of it, even though, even though I took jokes from that and that got me the job for right. the packet. Because I was already like ready, I was, and you were just writing. Was that kind of before Twitter or around the time? Of no, Twitter? that was that was before Twitter, actually. And you were just kind of doing it because you had these jokes in your head and well, you wanted them. I, I down. did it. I did it for a couple reasons, and it actually really worked out. I did it because uh, I, I wanted to be, you know, exercise in a way like exercise. You want to be accountable, like get a trainer. Like I, I, I wanted people to see them, so I, I couldn't like kind of half-ass it. Because right. if you write like you know stand-up routine and no one ever hears it. Well, no. you don't need to tweak it. Yeah, yeah. So, and at that point, were you doing a lot of stand up? Because I know you were working in advertising for a while. No, I mean, I was doing a little bit of stand up. You know, I always, I always, I love stand up. It's always my first love. And but, I, you know, things slow me down with stand up, whether it's myself or a job. You know, yeah. But yeah I was. I had that serious right, uh, advertising job, which was like no joke. But I couldn't. You know, I. I also hated that, you know, like you did. Just, oh, I hated it. So I, I, you know, I, why that like the time or you just didn't like what you were writing? Well, because I would be like, I'd like write that. I'd write this commercial or something and it get on the air and it'd be, you know, they'd be a big budget for like half a million bucks to make these commercials. And, you'd, and then like, I'd step back and it was like 30 minutes of like a fucking duck falling in a pool, like Aflac. Like it was. Oh, did you write for that? I did. I wrote a couple of those. And good job. And then my friends would be getting like Daily Show Emmys, and it's like, uh, right. I'm so, not even telling anybody I did this. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what it was. What, what it's you a were totally writing. respectable thing, but I just I started out doing stand up. I didn't start out in advertising. I never wanted to be. I fell into it. Totally. How did that happen? Oh, uh, that's a good story. Um, I think I might know this story. You, I'm sure you do because we talked about advertising because you dabbled. In I it. I did a little bit. I was trying to get job. I I worked for like I, I had some freelance gigs. Yeah, and then, but I could never get like a staff. Yeah. It's not that easy to get. You know, the, I guess falling into it is like the best I, way to do I, it. Uh, dude, I totally fell into it. I was it like you were doing an audition? Yeah, yeah. So you do sort of remember. I know. It. Actually, I know, and I think because Roger Hales told me this story. Yeah, I, it, it's really kind of crazy and shady and wacky but uh i i was like a legal i was like at a low point i was like 30 i was a legal secretary i was so depressed because like like <laughs> shit just was not happening for me right you know and how long had you been doing comedy at that point i, I mean i moved here in like i mean uh, six years or something and did you move here to do stand-up oh yeah totally where'd you come here from Jer- uh, like south jersey i was totally clueless i was just like I'm going to come here and do stand-up. That's where you got to go, right? And I was very intimidated. So my first stop was like uh, sort of in this um, – I mentioned it earlier for some reason. Maplewood, New Jersey. Yeah. Like because there was an open mic at the stress factory that I would – I used to drive Is up that the I, only town that you know of besides It's the only town. It's really – it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's your go-to? It's Maplewood? my go-to uh, fictional no, town. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, uh, uh, well, I'm getting a long-winded. So here, you moved. Here, yeah, you you were moving here to. I moved first there, and then I moved to New York. But I moved there because there was an open mic that I would do. So I moved like to, at the Stress Factory. So I actually moved closer to an open mic. Right. Like, that's right. how stupid I was. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved to New York, where there were lots of open mics and stuff. And how long, when you first moved here, did you just immediately start going to open mics? Oh yeah, that was what. That's all I did, and I I had a little money saved, but you know, like. 
Yeah. Not, and I, I tempt. And I mean, I did this for years. I tempt, and I did mics, and I did shows. I, I did remember shows. Um, that was it. the first time I saw you was at Gladys's Hamburger. Yeah. Gladys's at Hamburger Harry's. I learned to do stand-up there. And I think the first time I went there was like 99, yeah. and I had done like a couple of bringers, and... It was one of those things where I did some bringers. I took a class because I knew if I took the class, I'd have to go up at the end of the class. Right. Holding yourself accountable. And uh, then I did it a couple times and I was like, oh. And then I was talking to other comedians. I'm like, so what do you do now? Like, how do you do this? Yeah. Like, where do I go to do comedy? I, I, I hate that about stand-up and comedy in general, that there's no, like, clear path. Especially back then. This was, like, before, Even more so, yeah. Because, like, the internet wasn't a thing, so you couldn't just go on the internet and be like, how do I do this? You just kind of, like, had to be in the world Dude. and talk to people. You know what I mean? Uh, Remember those days? Yeah. Just, if you wanted to know to do something, you had to be like, hey, how do I do that? Yeah. And people don't want to tell you. You know what I mean? No. I, I, I know. You, you just got to kind of find out. And then, like, eventually Time Out New York would tell you stuff, but... They didn't list mics, you know, like they mis- list. Yeah, so I think a guy was like, uh, go to open mics. And I was like, he seemed like a guy in the know. Like he, he had been doing comedy about as long as I had been, but he was one of those guys that like already seemed like a savvy road guy. Right. Like he knew, like he, he kind of knew what he was. He had the persona of knowing what he was doing. So he had that little piece of wisdom to say, do mics. Well, he, <laughs> yeah. And like, I know that sounds so stupid, but it really was like, and what it, and then I was like, okay, so what is that? Like, I was like, a, a, you go there and then you Did do. Did it kind of click for you once you started doing it? Like, oh, I just got to do a bunch of these all the time. Well, s- someone told me about Gladys's. And they were like, I think they kind of warned me about it. And I just was like so scared. I just was like, I'm just going to go. I'm not going to go up. I'm just going to go and see what it's like. And I remember going the first time and being so freaked out and just sitting there and feeling like everyone was staring at me. And I'm pretty sure you were there. (laughs) You you seemed like one of the guys. I was always, yes. That like uh, she liked and one of the main yeah. guys like I because I think you, some people would take turns hosting yes and um, <laughs> I remember like you, you were just like you were you seemed like really funny at the time you know what I mean like I was at the time but you know what I mean like all I was like oh that guy like knows what he's doing uh, I even remember one of your jokes holy shit I don't even remember my jokes you had a joke about probably when I going. Still what? Probably one I still do. I'll be really embarrassed. It was like going to your high school reunion and you didn't make the who's who list. Oh, you yeah. made the who's that list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I did do that joke. But yeah. I can't do that anymore because every word, every wordplay joke has been done now on Twitter. Right, like you even, right. You know, like, yeah, and then you did something like you went out with some girl. She was really slutty. Oh, yeah. At graduation, they retired her diaphragm or something. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, Is that the joke? No, no. It, it's close. Something like... Uh, they, they, it, she was with the sports team, or she was with some <laughs> basketball team, and they they retired her panties or something. Maybe it was her. I diaphragm. think it was her diaphragm. Why the fuck? Would I, <laughs> like, maybe I never, it was her panties. Maybe it was, I've never even been with someone with a diaphragm. Yeah, I don't know, but it just sounds like a funny thing. It is actually like, a better, probably a, probably a better joke if it was still relevant back. If that was something. That, yeah. So then <laughs> yeah, I yeah. then I went back a few times and it was so horrible. Like yeah. they were nice to some people, but they were really mean. I always it was a thing where they picked out of the hat and I always just 
it's you know happened to be like the last person picked. Yeah. It was they were totally cheating. It's always a scam. I hate like that. you yeah. guys were getting up really fast, and right. then I and I was always like, and then so, I'll tell this really fast. Someone shit on me after I did my set, like oh, no. a host. I don't think it was you weren't there when this happened, but uh, the guy shit on. And the thing is, like you're paying. Was it Arthur of New York? No, <laughs> was that the older? Do you guy? remember? Him? Yeah. yeah, of course. He was this crazy guy. <laughs> yeah, he would like. He called me once to do a show. Yeah, like yeah. he's the guy who would. That was a big deal. Like if they called you to like do like a a bring or to oh, bar. Yeah, like that was like the next level. Right. So th- I did a joke. And first of all, it, you know, it usually wasn't that good. People weren't responsive. It was depressing in there. Um, and uh, I did a joke about the movie. Uh, it could happen to you. Do you remember that movie with Nicolas Cage? I don't. I don't. It's based on a true story where. He's a cop and he he doesn't have money, so he le- he has a lottery ticket and okay. he's like, as a tip, he's like, if I win, I'll give you half. And the waitress is like, all right, fine. And then he wins and he, and she gets half the money. And I'm I was like, I think it's funny they name a movie. It could happen to you, and then they show a story about something that could never happen to me. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> and then the guy was like, really shitty. He was like, Tom, you know, actually, you know, that movie, like. It did happen. It was based on a true story. So you're wrong. Well, and I go, but it, so it could happen. I go, but it couldn't happen to me, right? <laughs> and he's like, well, no, it couldn't happen to you. And I go, well, that was a joke. And he's like, but it did happen. And I go, well, why didn't they name it? This happened. Did you ever go back after that? No, after that, I, I was like, fuck this place. Is that like arguing the logic of that joke is kind of weak? <laughs> it's like what? my arguing or his? No, him. Like, why would he? No, I know. The and the up. thing is, it's like you're just, just trying up. out jokes. Like, yeah, it's like a why, bad. Open why are mic? you expending energy here? <laughs> I, he was doing it to be. That's what I mean. Like not not that you were like this, but, but it didn't s- sound funny. He was trying to be funny, right? Well, yeah. And what it was was he. I was. He didn't know who I was. And you know how people are just shitty to you at the beginning. They think they're better yeah, than you. Happen, sure. And I've never seen or heard of the guy ever again. Um. So it's, I think it's just a lesson. It's like just don't be shitty to people. You know what I mean? No. Like it's hard. Everyone's having a hard time, especially early on. It, so everyone just, is, and it, it, it's totally hard. I. Yeah. So when all right, so I'm sorry I got off it's that. Right. So basically so you got the job at Conan. So when you got oh, that by the way, by the way, uh I'll say Gladys I, I Gladys was the first barking room. Just a minute about Gladys. Right. First barking room. And as shitty as it was for a lot of people, like I, I learned how to do stand up there. I'd go out and bark because I, I they have they have the open mic on Wednesdays and then have it Friday and Saturday in Times Square. When no other shows were besides Caroline's, no other now there's like forty shows. Right. No so you were shows. able to get people to go. Yeah, well, you just handed out flyers, and they would, you know, you get, like, the road coming to you in a way. Yeah. And I did it for, like, five years, and I got good, but on the, the bad side of it was I just kind of stayed there, and I didn't branch out enough and meet new people, and I just got so burnt out. I mean, I always had, a, I always had like, a spot or two. I don't know. Did they do two shows? I don't remember. Friday and Saturday night, which is pretty great. You know, yeah, in the beginning, that is. You know, so that's how I learned how to do stand-up, but... I kind of, you know, stay there too long as I sometimes do with things. And I remember when I, you know, first started doing it, someone had told me that like Zach Alphanakis had kind of done Gladys's a lot. Yeah, I was before me, but yeah, apparently Zach uh, did did Gladys. I think he like and Gaffigan. By the way, Gaffigan used to roll in, and he was like kind of a already big like doing Letterman and stuff. Not as big as he is now. Yeah, he was still like you know definitely up there and. 
Right, right. He was just man, what a wor- what a workhorse that guy is. Yeah, no, totally. He was um, like so above that room, but he would come in, do do. Yeah, set. I could see him at that point, even if he was doing well, just wanted so badly to just get stage time. Yeah. Um. So, did you finally did you make a choice? Did Gladys's close, or were you like, I'm just not going to come here anymore? You know what happened? There was. There was sort of a mutiny. There was so, a couple uh, guys, kind of industrious guys, who did Gladys's. Were like, "Fuck this! Let's we can get another. We can do another room at Joe Franklin's." Bronstein was, I think, part of this. Oh, okay. You know, and like I, it was kind of headed up by, uh, I guess, Adam Hunter and Dave Rubin a little bit, maybe or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so they just kind of went over. You know, decided to take all these guys, and I had just kind of reached a low point. With Stand comedy up. and life, yeah, and I, I was going to go with them, but I actually kind of just stopped doing stand up. That was the longest period, besides after I had my kid, like the longest period where I just didn't really do it. I didn't do it for like how long? I don't know, four or five months, I think. Oh, okay. And I, so I, I kind of. W- it coincided with going over there, but I never did Gladys after that, after the split. But I did do, I did finally start doing the other room. To like, and then you, uh, I remember when Joe Franklin's became a room. Yeah, I remember I was doing that for a while, and then uh, actually the first time I ever met and saw Pete Holmes was at that place. Uh, oh no, no, was it? It was at Dylan's. Do you know that place, Dylan's? I, I hear about it. But I think I it's near it. there. Uh. Um, so. So okay, and this is another story you probably you don't remember probably, but I will probably remind you of it. Okay, um, I mean you'll remember when I remind you of it. Uh, the, uh, underage hooker. Yeah, that one. Okay, cool. No, the overage one. I, oh, oh, I'll talk about either. Honestly, <laughs> um, totally fine with talking about either. I'm trying to remember what year this was. I think it was like 2008. You contacted me and you were like, "Hey, do you want to audition for a commercial?" Oh. I, I wrote. Oh, okay. Let me do this. Can I? Can I tell you? Finish this story about getting no. into the ad game, and then I'll tell you. It'll lead up to the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please okay. go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. Because I was thinking about that on the way here. I know what you're talking about. Uh, so, so I went in for an audition. I was at that low point. This was actually probably after. Was this after Gladys? Yeah, this might have been, I guess, after Gladys's. And I was still in that low point where I just wasn't doing <laughs> yeah. much. Were you ever in a low point? I was at a low point yeah. in Maplewood uh, yeah. the whole time. <laughs> no, I, but anyway, long story short, there was an audition. I got word. Finnegan sent out uh, to a few of us. Christian Finnegan sent out an email saying, like, oh, this uh, ad agency is doing a commercial. Or, uh, doing a commercial for uh, uh, antidepressants. I gave him your name, Comers. You know? and so I went in on my break and... Basically, it was really weird. You go in this conference room. There's this guy there who I later learned out was a creative director there and then a producer there, and there's a camera on you. You're just at this long conference table, and they're across from you, and they're trying to they're, – you're basically paneling and doing your jokes. They're asking you questions, and you're working in your sort of self-deprecating – Did you know that that's what it was going to be? Mm-hmm. I, I I may have known like I, I was supposed to do my material. Yeah. I didn't know like the format if I'm going in there and just doing my act or telling them. It. I I didn't, I didn't know anything really. So you know you go in there and I see like Rich Duncan and some other people. You know right. some other people and uh, comics I knew. Some other depressed people. Yeah, some other depressed <laughs> people. Uh, and the this woman walks like she opens the door. And I didn't know this at the time. She was the president of the agency. She was the CEO of the agency. It was her agency, named after her. And she's like, uh, hey, uh, can you – she was like listening to a couple of my jokes. She's like, can you can you uh, 
write us some stuff. I'm like, I'm actually on my lunch break. <laughs> She's like, uh, she had already, you had already gone in yeah, and done your thing. Yeah, she had, she came, she kind of came in in the middle and watched some. Okay, and she seemed to like me. And then she's like, come, you know, uh, come back after work. I was like, oh, okay. So I wound up coming back after work, helping them with this campaign. They were actually pitching Zoloft. They were trying to get the Zoloft business. Do you remember the commercial campaign? Well, because like, it, yeah, I remember the campaign. It never went anywhere because a lot of times when you pitch, it's just a, a spec campaign. Right. It's right. like here's one, here's something we can do for you, and it was uh, it was like comedians uh, for Zoloft, uh, fun with the tagline "Funny, you're not alone." You know, because all comedians are depressed. Right. Which right. Kind of true, somewhat. Anyway, well, it's a very specific demographic they're going after. Yeah, well, I mean, they were just representing. Like, no, I know. I know. Yeah, it's trying funny. to say, hey, everyone's depressed. Come on. So I, I went in and I wrote scripts for like you know these comedians talking about it, and making you know like little jokes and stuff, and they loved me. Like I was getting no respect in the comedy world, but this this woman was like doing cartwheels over me. So here I am, like. Oh wow! People are like <laughs> respecting what I do and That's like weird, thinking right? I'm good at this, you know. Yeah. Whereas you know I'm like up there at Luna trembling and you know right, trying to right. get through it. That's always a very, that was always a very friendly embrace. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. That was like just <laughs> terrifying. I remember like the, when I did so that. So terrifying. Even like when I walked up the first time I did to get to the stage, like this is just a tangent. Like the stage was like four feet high, high. and there was no steps. And I was like, even like getting onto the stage is going to be difficult. There had like, to be steps. You, you were probably just like, how do I? They must have. But you remember how like everyone would like sit around and it was yeah. so crowded. I, maybe there were, but, but it's I didn't. So, it's, oh, yeah, it was packed. The room was always packed. And they were just like, and especially if you had never done it, they were just like, let's see what you got, buddy. Yeah. Like it was really rough. But oh, yeah, go ahead. I avoided doing that room. I'm such, I, I was so chicken shit for so long. I, I avoided doing that room forever. Just because I was so intimidated, like I was ready, it was intimidating. But I was so inti- finally, I did like this this thing at the Gershwin Hotel, like sort of an audition for f- newer faces for that show, and I did well. And then I didn't go up. I, I didn't go up and talk to uh, Jeff. Jeff and Naomi afterwards because I was just kind of like you know put my head and down and I just kind of shuffled out. And, my, and then we we're outside, and my my girlfriend at the time practically they were Jeff and Naomi walked out. She, my girlfriend practically pushed me into them. Right. And they're like, hey, yeah, hey, shy boy, you want to do a spot? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, they weren't very, yeah, it, that was like the room. That was the, the room. That was a, such a hot room. It was so, uh, yeah. Getting so I was on intimidated. It, like you, but the first time I did it, I remember like, you know, people were there and they're like, hey, man, congratulations. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was definitely a, a milestone for your for your career. Yeah. And then I, right? you'd see people and they'd be like, hey, I saw you. Just, it really would give you like cred. Yeah. Um, it was terrifying. So, yeah, go ahead. So. Um, uh, yeah, so she so, liked you. So like, she liked me, and I wound up calling out of my job for a couple of days. And and she said to me, she's like, "If you if you uh, if we win this campaign, I'm hiring you." And she's like, "How much do you make?" I'm like, "As a secretary." I'm like, and I told her, she's like, "I can't give you that much." <laughs> like, I got paid. So they wait. She wasn't even going to ma- match what you were no, making. No, no, I got paid such shit in the beginning. I eventually. Got like was it hourly sig- or salary? No salary. And I eventually got significant uh, raises every year, but uh, yeah. So they and got I worked the- my ass. Like I've never worked harder. Um, really? I I think I, well maybe one place, but but generally that was when I got to Conan, dude. I was like, is this you guys sure? Because I went straight from the ad job to Conan. And I was like, is it? You guys not want me to? Is this it? Right. Are you sure we're going home? You now? don't want like, me to sweep up? <laughs> like I, I was just so shocked that it was. I mean, it wasn't like easy, but it. It wasn't like this advertising where, you know, four o'clock on a Friday, yeah. they were like, you're working this weekend again. 
you know. Right, and, right. And, like I got a job once writing for like a pilot that Comedy Central was doing and I didn't even ask how much I was getting paid. I was just afraid and I was kind of like yeah. doing it in my head. What I I was kind of like, well, I'll probably get like $20 an hour or something. And then I got my check, my first check and I was like, "Oh my god, like is this legal?" Oh, is it you- it was, no, it was like good. It was good. Oh, I mean, it wasn't like oh. insane, but it was like it was it was right. way more than twenty dollars an hour. Oh, that's um, amazing! That always it, feels so great. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it sucked because they they did the pilot and then they did they passed on it, so it would, it would have been a good job. But yeah, but no, that was my experience, and it wasn't hard. It was just kind of like bullshit writing. But yeah. so, all right, so then you were there, and then uh, so uh, yeah, I was there for you know how many years? Dude, I was, oh, dude, I did it for like five years. And what did you and have I still to do? Stand up, but like you know, I did it like four times a month, maybe sometimes and more, sometimes less. And at that point, it, were you kind of like, okay, this is a pretty good job. Like I'll do stand up kind of on the side and just do this job. No, what was I, your? I, I honestly, you know, it's so funny because I had a girlfriend like long long term. It always lasted a couple, few years, I guess, and. She was always like, you should be a copywriter when I was like, my attitude was no plan B. I'm not, I'm just going to stand up and temp. Nothing that gets in the way of. Right. And then I wound up being a copywriter and we broke up. But I, I, my attitude was <laughs> yeah. never, this is great. She's like, my work is done here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, it, no, I, and I you never, didn't like it being a copywriter? No, no, because I really, I need to be, I don't need just a paycheck. I need to be creatively satisfied. Uh, you know, if I'm not telling jokes on stage, which is the ultimate, you know. Yeah, uh, that is the ultimate living, to you. I th- I feel like it is because you okay. get, you say it, you get that immediate feedback like right in your face. It's yeah, like, it's it, there's but when there's it's nothing, bad feedback, it's like what do you mean? It's yeah. great. What are you talking about? It's bad. No, when it's bad, like if oh, they don't oh. like you. Oh, like, well, yeah. I mean, I don't like that. No, that's good too. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, wow, he really Dude, is. Any reaction, I can't. I have this weird thing in my brain. I can't tell the difference. Oh, really? Any feedback is well. Is there are people exhilarating. Like that. <laughs> have you ever seen those people? Like, I mean, there are people like I would see never get one laugh for <laughs> years, and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing. I'm like, what? if I was like, if I had one set like yeah. you just had for three years, <laughs> I would never do comedy ever again. Uh, Some I've, people just don't. I don't know. Dude, like, I've had those sets. And I have stopped, but uh, so have I. No, no, I, 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 I'm like you were saying. I'm, a, I'm a wuss about it too. Like I I'm get surprised really to hear like, that. I always thought uh, uh, you were like one of the best. Like I mean, I, I remember when you your CD taping, and I was just like, yeah, you were always very nice to me. Well, because I, I, uh, it's not because I like you as a person. Yeah, I think you're well, really no, obviously you're, not. You're really fucking funny, and like I don't know. It just I was. I was almost jealous, like, because you also had, like, a ton of material. And I was always this guy who I always have, like, I've been doing this, like, 20 years. And I always have, like, 10 minutes at a time at any given right, time right. during that, that stretch for some reason. Because I, I outgrow, now I'm talking about my kid. I'm not talking about breakups and yeah. shit, you know? Uh, no, that's you, really you, funny. But be- you had such, like, oh, man. And, and it sound, and they're all ideas well, I do that remember the- seem, like, so fucking simple and clean and crisp. And with that's so really many funny. beats, I, I don't know. I always, I always loved your comedy. Thank man. you. That's so. That's that's so nice. And what's funny about it is, like, I, you know, that happened to me throughout my career a lot. Where like, uh, my career, when it's such an odd way to say, um, where uh, I would see, I would see people, and I knew who they were for years before they knew who I was, hmm. and um, like for three years, I'd be like, oh, that's so and so, and they had no idea who I was, and then. I got to a point where they knew me and they were like, oh, wow, you're really good. And I was like, that was like kind of felt like making it because it was like, 
Oh, and you were one of those guys because I was like, oh, I knew who he was for so long, and then now he like likes me. Yeah, that that, that Do you know, does that make no, sense? No, no, absolutely, dude. Like I have, uh, uh, yeah. When when you get the respect, uh, you know, a thumbs up from someone that you've kind of admired, and right. Like or. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, like that's, I was, a, that's a really nice. thing. I was sneaking to open mics, afraid to even mm-hmm. sign up, yeah. and then like you know, and you were one of the people that was like, "Oh, he's like a real pro," and then like you were like, "Oh, hey man, you're like really great." And I was like, "Wow, really?" I'm like, so yeah, I'm so surprised that you. I never, because I guess we've never really talked this in depth about this thing, but yeah, I, I never. I'm I'm surprised to hear that you. I mean, in the beginning, everyone's kind of like a little nervous. Although I think these days, less so. You know. Yeah, no, no one is. But (laughs) I had I had the same thing with like Mike Birbiglia. Like I, Mm -hmm. um, I, kind of knew Mike Birbiglia peripherally, and um, I went to see his one man show. I'm I'm good friends with like Jacqueline Novak. Do you know her? Yeah, they they're like really good friends. And I went to see when he did like a one man show, and it was like amazing. And uh, I emailed him and I was like, "Hey man, that was like great, you know the show," and he was like, "Oh thanks, man, like it means a lot because I'm a, I've been a, a really big fan of yours." Uh, and I was like, "What?" Great. Like Mike Birbiglia said that to me. That, like, that's isn't awesome. that crazy? No, that's that's great. So that's what I mean. It's like a nut. Like things like that were always like. And so when you look back, like, isn't it weird when you look back when you first started? Like I went, like I was telling you that story about me going to open mics, the first open mic I ever went to. And I was like, I don't even think I can sign up for this. You know what I mean? But then, like, I don't know, one time, and then you get to a place that you didn't think you'd be, kind of. And then it sucks because when you get to those places, you don't appreciate them because you're always like, well, now I don't have this thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's natural. You always (laughs) always want more. I I remember remember that that my first Luna set, which I was, you know, very nervous for, and it was kind of long overdue for me to do it. Uh... Mark Maron was hosting. Oh wow, that's that's not intimidating. <laughs> no, I, he that, was like the first time I went to Luna again, just to watch. When I first moved back here in like 2001, I've been doing comedy like a year and a half. Like he went on, and he was just terrifying. Yeah, like, so because he was like the king of that place. He was the king. He, I mean, he was the king of Lower East Side. Yeah, comedy, and he, you know, he could be a dick. You know. Yeah, uh, I never met. I never even like tried to say anything to him. He dude, always scared me. I, I, dude, you know what's funny? I felt the same way, and like, so, so I did the set, and I, you know, apparently he's like, "Hey, that was funny." After I got off. Like where are you from? Where you where you come from? Like as if I've you know just came out of the blue or moved here from another right, state right. or something. And uh, I, it's funny because I remember a friend told me they saw him leaving toward the bar as I was going up, and he heard my first line, and then he like kind of pivoted around and watched. And oh like, wow! And believe me, if you don't think I, did, I, I, I was, I had that like I had like one of those little micro cassettes, which I probably still right, have somewhere. Right. Of that, and I listened to like fucking Marin, you know, pay me a compliment more than I listened to this set after. Oh, you, that you got that on tape? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, it's a fucking micro cassette buried in a box somewhere. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, and and then I feel like I saw him so for so long afterwards, like just around, and I kind of would always shuffle up around him. And would he like remember you? I don't even know. Sometimes it'd be a little small talk, and and then I, then it was like nothing. Then I'd see him like in Conan dressing room. I. You know, sometimes I say hello, sometimes I wouldn't, because I'm, I'm I am a little awkward around people. I saw him at the doctors once, and I was like, "Wow, that's nope." I eventually, really? I think you just get older and you just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm still a little intimidated by some things in this, like 
get, at least for a stand up and getting up. I still think if like someone I res- I was doing a set and someone I was respected but had no relationship with whatever came in, I, I might get a little thrown for a second. Yeah, but, but dude, I would you know back in the early days, I feel like I would just fucking crumble. And that's well, just that you know the back then, anymore. like if you're doing like when you were doing Luna, it it felt very like a one shot thing. Like it was kind of like don't blow it because you it wasn't you weren't getting a lot of leeway. No, you had I, you had to come through there. Yeah, even like I mean, I think I did it twice, but I mean, I remember that first time I was like, "Oh my god." And then I I had a good set and I was like felt like this the weight of the world was off my shoulders, you know. I could tell afterwards people were like, "Hey man, like you did it. You yeah. didn't blow it. You didn't drop the ball." And I was like, "Oh my god." And I do remember being like, "Man, I I I like this and everything, but this is I don't want to feel like this." It, it's a lot of pre- if you know what? I I did it more than twice. I did it a, a handful of times. I feel like I was such a I was such a bench warmer to to the bookers. Like I, I think they always called me on like Labor Day or something. Right. Hey, you want to do the, uh, this Monday? I had that with um, Aziz Ansari started a show. Did you ever do that? It was called I think it was Crash Test. Uh, no, I didn't. It was at UCB, and it was like he, he I I knew him like right when he was becoming popular, right. and I would do shows with him, and he was like becoming like the darling and he was yeah. like hey man like i'm doing the show at ucb you, you win so i did the first one um that was my aziz impression oh, it's pretty good nice. right hey, close, man. close your eyes and you're he's yeah you're right there and uh i did it and it was you know it was great and then what happened was i did it a couple more times but then what ha- happened was he blew up so fast yeah and the show just became like the best of the best comedians and then i was like so on like the the c team of that show he i would always get texts like at, it was at like 11 i'd get it at like nine uh, you could tell it was when he was like out of town and he hadn't bothered to book the show right and he's like hey you want to go and i remember i always resented it, but i always did it i was always like fuck you you know and i was like yeah man sure um yeah. So that's how i felt with that show. and then after a while i just didn't do it because it was it became too big for me to do I eventually had a shaky set at Luna, and I never bothered trying to get on again. And then what happened was, yeah, they, I didn't do it ever again. And then, like, I kind of was like, fuck that place. And then I got on to way towards the end of it, and then it kind I think it went away. And I was kind of, like, not happy. I was just like, yeah, that's what you get for not, <laughs> <laughs> for not being nice to me. It was me. a booking issue. They just didn't, they didn't book the right people, so it went down. So... All right, so I just want to talk about this real quick. So you work in advertising, and you you messaged me, and you were like, "Hey, I'm doing. They're letting me write this commercial for um, was it Trojan? It was Trojan. It wasn't. A, yeah, it was like an <laughs> online thing, right? And and you were like excited because they were letting you write completely in your own voice, do whatever they, you wanted. They, it was. It wasn't like a thirty second. I mean, if you do a thirty second ad for like Foxwoods, which I've done. Yeah. Like it, everything is so scrutinized, you know, like every placement of the product, every little, it just, everything is with this. It just, it, what, that wasn't the deal. It was like, it was, it was more freedom than I was used to. Yeah. So I, I was very excited. I was very excited. Yeah, Cause I remember I you were you like, Hey, it. do you want to audition? Like I, they're letting me write this thing and it's going to be really fun. I was like, all right. And I auditioned and I got in it. 
But it was like different than an, because, like you just said, it wasn't like a normal commercial. It was very like Lucy Goosey. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't professional, or not. and like it wasn't necessarily like okay, you said that line, you're gonna say that line. It was like just show up, and we're gonna have people say lines. Yeah, and like then we're gonna have other people say the line. Yeah, I didn't and, know what I was doing. But it, I don't think it was really your fault. I think what happened was. Um, the, the, there was a director who was kind of a dick. I'm, and, trying, and to wasn't the, for, I'm trying to. I'm blanking at who that was. And it was. Um, it was Mara Heron was in it. It was me, Mara. Uh, there were a lot of Mark people Norman in it. too. Mark Norman was in it. Roger Hales was in it. Roger. Okay. I remember you you cast him because you were like, oh, I want him to be like the good looking guy. Like there was supposed to be a thing where because the, oh. the the premise was. Walking, it was a walk for safe sex. Yeah, and the idea is these guys all assumed they're going to get safe sex. They're going to get sex at the end. That we're just going to have sex with women after we do the walk. <laughs> like a mob of a mob of dudes who think they're going to walk and then have sex afterwards, and they're really upset about the misunderstanding. Like yeah. it's like borderline. Like, yeah, it's kind of. I don't know that it would go over. I don't think it would work today. And um, so we like cross. At the beginning, Mara has like a bullhorn and she's like, you guys ran in a walk for safe. And this is part of what got me in. I think I'm in the final thing where we're all like, yeah. And I'm like dancing around and like mime, like, you know, slapping ass or something. And uh, so what happened was when we first get first, it was really early in the morning. I remember it was freezing. And I'm such a baby. You were a baby. I remember you being a bitch about it. (laughs) And I, I don't remember why you're a bitch. You were maybe mad at the director waiting around. I'm like, and I was kind of like, I didn't say it to you. Of course you did. But you I were really like, nice. You were really I, nice. I was like, what the fuck else are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like really a baby about if I ever have shot things when they're like, hey, I don't know what this is with shooting things where they're always like, hey, get here at like four in the morning. Oh, yeah. You know, and like just stand here. And it wasn't that specifically, but like I think I always was like, why do I have to be here at like five in the morning and just stand here for like... So I didn't... It wasn't even that that I was being a baby about. Maybe I was. I don't know. But um, so what happened... It probably was. Standing around (laughs) sucks. No, so anyway, like... uh, the guy was like, okay, I want you to say this line and you to say that line. And then, like, I'd said a line and he was like, and it was in front of, like, everyone. And I think I said it, like, once. And he was like, yeah, get, go over, get out of here. You yeah. say the line now to someone else. See, I, was, I, I feel like I probably had, like, starry eyes for you, you know? Yeah. And exactly. this guy just hated you, you know? He did. So it was yeah. like, a, it wasn't like a good. Yeah, and it was like a proper casting thing where you like everyone agrees, like okay, this is our guy who's going to do this. And see, the thing is, I didn't realize until later, but they were doing that with a lot of people. They were just kind of like, we're going to get people to say the lines and whatever we like and we shoot when we cut it, which I think kind of does make sense if you can get away with that. It it does, (laughs) but it's also like you should be a little like I guess no one thinking like. uh, Okay, yeah, next. <laughs> well, when you're not told that and you go to do something you were cast in and then you say the line, they're like, get out of here. You say it. Right. Like, and in front of everyone, like, you don't feel like... I was kind of, I almost want to be like, well, can I say it again or just tell me what I did wrong? Like, uh, you know what? The more you talk about this, the more I understand why you'd be pissed off. Well, I think that's what pissed me off is I was like, because everyone when I, like you know, and Mark Norman was there, yeah. and this was when Mark Norman had, was just starting. Yeah, but do you know you know Mark Norman right? Like, yeah, I told him to come. He's like, um, 
he's really into like insulting you when things go bad oh, yeah, in yeah. front of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't let things go. For and sure. I remember he was he's just very good at pointing like when something's awkward and bad and you're feeling bad, he's he's there to point it out. And he was like, oh, yeah. I guess you're not doing too good in the part. You yeah. know what I mean? I was just like, and you're not yeah. Mood. <laughs> what? And you're not in the mood. <laughs> yeah, it's six in the morning. It's freezing. And then later he was like, the director was like, okay, we're going to have you do this other line. that, And it was the line that I had auditioned with. And I was like, okay, cool. And I did the line. And then he's like, yeah, all right, y- you do the line. <laughs> like to someone I was like, oh, my God. Did you, did you even audition? I, don't, I, don't I think did audition. I remember auditioning. I totally don't remember any auditions And I that. think you were like really, you, you were very... Uh, into getting me the part because you you liked me. Yeah. I'm very good if you if you know me for like years. Or, okay, you know what I mean. But yeah. if, sometimes if you just like see me, people are not <laughs> immediately on board. Okay. Um. So I I was a baby about that, and I mean again I was a baby, but I I think what I told you I was like you know I don't I, I didn't like that the guy just kept replacing me. In front of my face. Yeah, I I have a bad memory, so maybe you told me that, or because I, I all I remember, I remember is you, you being cranky about shit and wanting to leave, and I'm just like, come on, man, just, just stick it out. I'm really sorry. No, I, yeah. I, I know. No. Um, well, the funny thing about that it, that whole thing is, so yeah, it was exciting for me because it was the closest advertising. I guess in all even comedy is all about what you can get away with. I think at, at your job or whatever and. I was I was getting away with something there. I was able to do like a, a something that wasn't highly scrutinized by the client. It was was didn't have to be thirty seconds. You didn't have to have all this product placement, all this bullshit that you have to do in advertising. But I was I was just I don't know. I was I was excited about it. But what happened is when we went to look at some footage, the guys who shot it said we have some bad news. Technical issue, whatever that fucking was. This was we for lo- this thing. This is for the. The Trojan thing. Yes. We lost half the footage. And I was like, are you... Like, I was so devastated. Like, I finally got to do something that might actually be a little bit my voice as close as I can get away with in advertising. Yeah. And they fucking lost half the fucking foot. And they're like, like, it's all the stuff with Tom. Keep... <laughs> yeah, you know that dude Tom that you seem to like. Yeah, you like for some reason. We lost every speck of him when he walked on yeah. camera, even as an extra. I like, was in. I did end up being in it a little bit. I didn't say any lines, but yeah, I was in it. Oh, so, really? I don't, yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. But I, yeah, you have. So, Come on, you watch it every night. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to watch it now. Uh, I don't even know if it's online. I think I found it like two years ago. Oh, really? I'll try and find it as you're talking. But so what happened? So, 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 so they had did they say it, how they lost it? Uh, dude, honestly, I'm not like I am not a technical guy. Like I don't understand any like yeah like I, like the, there's these like buttons there. Like if you told me to Josh, can you just do volume? Any, like I wouldn't know. No, I, I'm I would probably like blow too. up this uh, apartment complex. Um, wow, you are really bad at just from touching <laughs> the volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they lost half the footage. So you now, now you have to work. And I, like I, I think I was on the verge of tears. I was so upset. So, yeah, that's always a fun. They, they fun have news. Yeah, they have to. They have to, you know, work with what they have. And it, and I thought, I mean, you know, it was pretty weak. I was, uh, it was pretty pissed. How I, it came out, or what that they well, did. That I don't even remember. Like, I, I, it came out pretty funny. I thought. I, I thought it did come out well for losing half the footage, but it could have been so much better. So there was there was that there was that in my mind, and I mean, I was they they treat you like they treat you well when you're like a, a copywriter 
and you go to these places, they kind of kiss your ass, like these production houses, because they want your business. So I probably, I mean, I've never done it and been an asshole, but like, if there was ever a time I should have been a fucking asshole, yeah. it was to these guys for fucking that up. But and was that? Just, who, do you remember who you even hired? Nah, I have no clue. This, this is it. Oh my gosh! Oh geez. I'll play some of the audio, but you, and then it won't matter with okay. me. through knowledge and awareness. So we're here today because we do care. We're here for a very important cause for all of us. Usually when you do these walks, all you get is like a t-shirt. <laughs> you can't see, but there I am. Yeah. So it's going to be good. Yeah, we're excited. All right, guys. Thanks for coming out this morning. Hey, does your girlfriend know you're here? She thinks that I'm going to walk for Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> this would never fly today. I know, just one girl and like fifty dudes. Fifty dudes excited about banging her. We walk for any kind of sex right about now, but I mean, if if safe sex is what they're offering, you know, I'll take it. It's with a girl, right? Like another line that's not okay right today. Uh, I don't know if I can make it. Come on, Phil. Remember what you're doing this for. Was that your idea? What, like the whole concept? Yeah, yeah. That's Norman. Okay, that, that is really not, funny, though. It's, it is kind of funny. As, it is, as, it's funny. As, as, as uh, the premise is, you know, kind of hangs on, it's pretty thin, but it, it kind of hangs together. And, and imagine, you know, if you have, like, more footage, like, uh, oh, had, so so here's here's the fucking kicker. You ready for this? Yeah. This, this uh, ad, whatever, viral thing, whatever the fuck they labeled it, it won a an award. It, won, it did? It won a Clio. It did? It won a fucking Clio. That won a Clio. I was informed. Like, I got the job at Conan, and I I, I think I found out afterwards. I Like, they said, hey, they won a Clio. And I was like, oh. Are you serious? Cool. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I I never got, like. I'm an award-winning commercial actor. Yeah. I, I mean, I never got the Clio. Like, it's not something. I feel like, I, I think I just even learned that you have to actually pay for a Clio if you want it. Um, what? Which, uh, you know, maybe weird. maybe like how it worked, like the client would pay for it's it. Almost or something. like a, a kidnapped kid. You have to pay if you yeah, want. Yeah, it. it's like ransom. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, I. But that one. How did you find out about that? Uh, well, you know, I still knew people from the agency. The but guy, like the, the guy, I, I had a partner that you know you work with an art director. He and told you were me, already gone at that point. And I was like, gone, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. But Did, I, I just gave such a shit about less of a shit about advertising, and it's like, yeah. I mean, it would have been that's a nice, always how it is, though. It like, would have been nice if I were there. I would have been like, okay, cool. Everyone would have been like, yeah, hey, way to go. But of course, when you don't give a shit, they're like, oh, here's a Cleo. You're like, I don't care. I don't care. I just got a joke on the Tonight Show. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So then let's get to. It. Um, this is so funny. It's like it's like. Aren't it, you it, like an Emmy award winning writer? No. Okay. Uh, wait, or it's nominated? like remember me, 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 nominated? Yeah. You, you know what? Uh, uh, Mad Men. Remember uh, Draper's new new wife. Yeah, how, the, like, the, she, the last one. Yeah, how like she was great at like, she was great at advertising, but she didn't give a shit 
about it. I'm not comparing myself to her because I was don't think she, I was great. Did she, was she a copywriter? I feel like she was. I feel yeah. I feel like she she started to well in 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 that business. But she wanted to be an actress. But she didn't. Yeah, she didn't care about it. Yeah, people that's always like, how it. If people like, got resentful. Yeah, that's how it is. I feel like especially in showbiz, it's very like they can smell you caring. So once you care, they're like, no. But yeah. like when you're like, I don't care anymore, they're like, here you go. Yeah. Almost every time I've gotten like something good has happened, it's always like when I just, I did a movie, you know, a very small indie movie, but I was like the main guy in the movie. And like looking back on it, it was like a cool thing. But when they approached me about it, I didn't care. I didn't, I, I wasn't that into doing it. Right. And they were like, come audition. I was like, okay. And I just didn't care at all. And then of course I got the movie and like it's I weird. did it and didn't care. It's weird how that works. I mean, it it certainly keeps you loose. I think that's what it is. Because I will say, like, I I can be really funny doing stand-up. Like, you know, if I'm, like, really... Usually, I'm at my best when I'm in a bad mood and I'm Mm -hmm. mad about something that's happened on the show. Like, I did a show the other day. And they bumped me because some dick just came in, not even like a big star, just and was like, "I want to go on." And you know, the guy, I felt bad for the MC because he had to tell me, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to tell me the real reason. You ever have someone tell you something they don't have a good reason yet for, it and they didn't make one up yet? Like, he was like, "We need you to go on in three more because it would be better for yeah. the show." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Why is that better for the show?" So I got <laughs> mad, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Uh, now I'm going to be really funny." But you, but you knew why. Yeah, the shitty comedian came in. I would I would have just been like, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty empathetic. I probably would have been like, all right, I know why. You know why. It's fine. Whatever. I didn't say. I just was I know like, the pecking order. I made fu- I, I made fun of it on stage because <laughs> I was in a bad mood. I, I said the re- I was like, he told me because he, he was like, it would be better for me if you went up later. I was like, how is that better? for You're not even in the room. You're the fucking MC. So anyway, let's get let's get into the thing. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. I was saying you're like an Emmy nominated writer, but oh, I yeah. wanted to spend like 40 minutes on your advertising career <laughs> that you hated. Well, you um, know what? Who the, we, we never fucking talk about that, so why not? Um, okay, so you so you get the Tonight Show when when you when that happened, were you just kind of bowled over? Because I actually remember I ran into you on the street right when you got it, right around here. Oh. You probably don't remember, but I remember I ran into you. I'm like, what's up? And you were like, I'm moving to L.A. in, in three days, and I was like, why? And you were like, I. <laughs> Going to, I'm writing for the Tonight Show. By, by the way, I'm getting chills now. Think about it. The the brief time, whatever it was, uh, a week or a week and a half between getting the job and moving out there, was the best fucking time in my life because it felt like I had find like yeah, it, it was just must, so exhilarating. Must have been, like floating, like right? it finally fucking, I finally fucking did it. I yeah. Finally did so that it. must have been. And I remember when I ran into you. That's what it seemed like because yeah. you were like so like you you I could tell you had like. It had sunk in, but it had, it was almost like you had just found out. Yeah. You were like, and you were like, these are the jokes, or you were like, were even showing me jokes. Oh, what a loser, really? Now, how embarrassing. I don't know how it came up, but I was like, really? And you, and you were like, yeah, I sent a packet, like, didn't it? And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Did I have Did I have a paper packet there? No, I think it was like on your jokes. phone or something. What an idiot. That's lame. But I mean, it was probably just because, I think it was, I mean, you probably like egged on by like, when, whenever I run into people I know and they tell me something cool happened, I usually get excited, too, about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually have a hard time, like, containing that I'm excited. Okay. Because I'm always like, that's really cool. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So maybe you were like, yeah, here, look at them. I hope so. I hope you egged me on to that. I'm sure I did. Yeah. You were walking around the sandwich board. I was, writing packet. I was working, handing out my packet like it was a Gladys <laughs> flyer. <laughs> so. Job so, getting packet here. You guys, check out the job getting packet. So what was that? Like, so you moved to LA what did you just start working immediately what was that like just stepping into that were you um, like oh my well, god 
Was it scary? It was. It was super intimidating. Luckily, I had like I had a few friends that worked there, and that helped a little bit, I guess. Who did you know there? I, Andre, Andre, Todd Levin, Dan Cronin, and I, I didn't really know Kylie, who uh, Ryan Kylie, who that well, even though he's you know he's the guy who told me to submit a packet, which they read blind by the way, so my friends didn't you know right could, right. My friends didn't like get me the job, and uh, I mean you've read the jokes. <laughs> yeah, I, I read them. <laughs> you remember, you were bold. You would, you could have got. You was right into traffic. You've never seen anything so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was. Of course, it was, it was super intimidating. Conan was cool. He came to my office the first day, and you know, so but was, was that kind uh, of like surreal? Where you're uh, like, yeah. oh hey, Conan. Uh, yeah, and and by the way, I was never like a late night guy. I mean, I started writing these jokes because I knew I had a knack for it. Yeah, the blog and everything, and I felt like I need to somehow get somewhere, and maybe this is my ticket, and it, it worked out. But like. I, I was never like one of these guys who like ah oh, man I was a Letterman guy I was a I was a Conan guy like I watched a little bit here and there but I was a stand up like I like I liked watching stand ups I you know yeah. it just wasn't my thing anyway uh, but but it was still amazing and surreal you know just being rewarded for the joke writing skills and, and, and was and, it like how was it at first was it competitive oh uh, dude or? well it was so, dude I had I had a I had a cal- I just printed out like a blank calendar of the months there and I had magic marker. Like I would, I would put in the number of jokes I got on that day into the date, and it might not have been so healthy because then there, yeah. there were, there were, you, you, <laughs> you learn a little bit. You got to learn on this job, and you go, you go with every mono writer. Basically, you know, you go up and down. You have good weeks, you have bad weeks, good days. You get three on today, zero on tomorrow, right. one on, one on, zero, four. Like it's just was it's it erratic like that? But you know, I was still learning, so there were there were goose eggs. There were a lot of goose eggs early on, and I freaked the fuck out. I remember the girl I was seeing was like, "Is on and off, on and off girlfriend came came to visit me." And were it was you like, after like I had three days of zeros, and I was so fucking freaked out. Like you just I think you're gonna get fired. I, I, is I, that what you? Is that what the yeah, fear is? Yeah, of course. I mean. Or just like the whole, even beyond that, like the whole, the, the the deeper fear that every comic and writer has is I'm a fraud. You know, that's the fear that we have to get over to actually do this, right? Right, right. And so it was that. Like the proof is right here. I'm not getting any jokes on. So I, you know, you can be your best lawyer against yourself. So I, I don't fucking belong Right, here. right. And then the more tense you get, the shittier you write. And then, you know, I eventually, you know, luckily I hung in there and I, I leveled off and did okay, and they picked me up for the new show. And then I mean, one day I got like five jokes in, and I I remember quivering. It was like, <gasps> holy shit. Really? I got five jokes And so then much. when you would watch, like, so is that nerve-wracking? Because then you have to watch, and you're kind of seeing how you'll, your jokes will do. Yeah. Is that basically the thing? Yeah, yeah. You watch, you watch. The, I, remember, I remember one joke that just got not. It was like a Levi McDougal joke, right? That was... Uh, Who's Bristol that? Palin's, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Palin's. last name? Anyway, yeah, like, that just fucking bombed. Like, got zero. It was like, oof. My, I mean, with, with that, it's not like a sketch where our names are attached to it necessarily. Right, right. Like, for Conan's sake. Like, he might know in rehearsal who's behind a sketch, but he's, he in, the, in the, all the years I worked for him, he was never like, that's a great joke. Whose is that? Right, right. <laughs> you know, so monologue. He, they really have no idea, like who had written each joke. They just um, kind of like hear the jokes. Nah, they had a pretty laid back system. I, I feel like if anybody was like a disaster, they'd know it. And so, uh, how how long? So how long did that last? The Tonight Show. How long was he there? <sighs> Six months and change. Uh, uh, June, oh nine to January. 
So what was? So what happened? Did you just come in one day and they were like, "Hey, uh, well, he's thing, not." That have thing these. unfolded in public. I, I remember the first inkling was uh, was uh, so I, I just heard murmurs out in the hall. You know, we all had our own office, and um, I heard murmurs out in the hall that uh, uh, oh, there's a thing on TMZ about Leno saying he'd work on the Tonight Show or whatever it was Leno was talking about. Um, and I, and I just got up and I closed my door. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. what the fuck's happening? And it, dude, honestly, it just, like, it happened. to get a bigger calendar yeah. to write things <laughs> in. Yeah. Uh, uh, Start looking at mansions in Maplewood. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I don't care. Maybe I'll move back to Maplewood. <laughs> yeah. It was only a 10 minute drive from that open mic at the stress factory. Uh, no, I mean, that was, uh. It, 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 dude, it just it unfolded really fast, and and then uh, did he have like a meeting? Did, did they call like a meeting? And what, what did they were they like? Hey, by the way, the show is is over. I mean, I will I will refer you to uh, a book on all that all that stuff. Right. What's the guy's <laughs> name uh, who writes? Uh, Bill Carter. Bill Carter wrote a book on it, which kind of on the whole something. thing that had the whole yeah. That it's was a huge. second book. He wrote the Late Shift, and then he wrote uh, oh he did the War for Late because, Night, I which mean, is kind of cons- kind of. Uh, kind of goes over uh the you know some of the stuff there that i don't I so don't looking back does that ever do you ever think about that or you were like wow i was in the middle of like one of the, the biggest like iconic entertainment uh, debacles uh, um i'm aware of. i was there i mean you know you, you move on i mean i guess talking about it the sense of uh how big it was at the time comes back but i mean you know so what's that? Are you kind of like, oh, great. Uh, this, I had this great thing, and now it's just over. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, well, great. The great. universe. Oh, like, were you kind of like that? Because you seem like you might have a Larry Davidish kind oh, of. Oh, totally. Where you're yes. like, oh, great. The universe just couldn't let me win. No, absolutely. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, that was exactly how it felt. Like, of course, this is, this is what's going to happen. The most, the most, like, iron, stable, steady thing, the t- institution right. on television fucking the tonight show and it's gone away right like, how the fuck did this happen uh it was it was unbelievable it was unbelievable and i and i don't know i mean i have my opinions on it but it, it's the whole thing is un- it's an un- it's an insane thing and the big lesson the big takeaway lesson is just like you're never fucking don't trust safe anyone and don't trust anyone yeah you're never safe you're never safe right you're never Especially in this business safe. it's never just like all right smooth sailing no it really isn't i mean i guess if you're you know a game of throne writer you know you got a season left probably but who knows uh, it's just so was there a time where th- when all that happened because i think i messaged you when right when that happened i was like what's going on like like I'm sorry to hear about the show. Like, do you know what's going to happen? And you were like, "Well, I think I'm going to go with Conan wherever he goes." So was there like talk of like, was he like, "I'm going to get a show somewhere else"? Um, I mean, that I, he was going to, but I I don't know how open the talk was. I mean, it was just kind of like wait and see. I think for us, and I guess if I said that, I had confidence at that moment, but there's right. no guarantee. But I did get picked up by the TBS show. And how long was it? What was the interim between that? Like, it was it was six months and what what did you do during that? Did you write you, for Rose? You know what I did? I find here's a funny thing. I remember like that week that you magical did a lot of blow. week. I did tons of blow. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that week, <coughs> excuse me, like uh, that before I moved to L.A. and I got the job. I remember like seeing like Leo Allen at like Debbie Shea had some people over, right? Yeah, and, and I was like just so happy and exhilarated. And he's like, dude. 
Matt, you're going to get wined and dined. Because I had no representation even. Right. You know, nobody. No one counted on me for anything. Yeah. And uh, Leo Allen's like, yeah, man, just take every dinner you can get, man. You're going to get so many free awesome meals. And like. Because you think. Because I'm now a Tonight Show writer. Right, right. Nobody called me. Nobody bothered. Really? Yes. And I was like, what the fuck do I have to do? But what happened is after this happened, I did hook up with a manager and uh, they got me in in uh, the CMTs, which I went down to Country Music Television right, Awards. Right. I went down to Nashville with uh, like three other Jews to write for that. Okay, and, perfect. Uh, and then and then um, uh, the roast, the, the, my first roast. And what then, was your first roast? Charlie uh, Sheen? No, it was Hasselhoff. And then after that, so I worked three different jobs after, and then it was the VMAs after that. So I was like, I was just like, I have a credit. The door, I had my foot in the door. I'll do whatever I like. Put me to work, please, please, please. Right, and he was like good at getting you gigs. Yeah, manager. it was great. And then after that, I, I've been lucky enough that the people like my work, and I've worked for you know the ro- bunch of the roasts and the award guys. They don't call me anymore, even though now I'm not actually working anywhere. They could, but uh, I, I, you know, I want to again working with them. You know, for right for. Whatever. Have you done all the roasts since Hasselhoff? Um, I didn't do Trump. <laughs> uh, okay. I think uh, I think I didn't do Trump and Roseanne, but I did uh, done Hasselhoff, Roblo, Roblo, which was my favorite. That was my best one as far as getting jokes on it. I just enjoyed it a lot. Uh, do you remember any of the jokes from Roblo you got on offhand? Uh, I remember I wrote I I tweeted during that and you liked one of my tweets and that I was like ah oh, cool. <laughs> I was like one okay. of the roast writers liked uh, my tweet. Yeah. Cool. I tweeted. Um, why isn't Chad Lowe on the dais? I guess showbiz <laughs> is all who you know. <laughs> that's oh, that's that's a great joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a great joke. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, do you remember? I mean, any... not retweet worthy, but yeah, no, 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 you liked that's it. Good. That's good. good. Um, uh, I mean, because I, I thought that was a really funny roast. I thought there were a lot of. I thought I thought it was good too. Uh, I, I I'm not going to make you go through all your. But do, are there any that you remember? No, I have a, I have a printout of it. I think okay, it's my cool. Here, if I could just shuffle through it. And... I'm only going on your my history with you, where you're more than ready to. <laughs> I think I, I I like I had a joke that Jewel did about David Spade. Uh, oh, she was really go, good. Just go out. Yes, yeah, that, that's just my the headphones. Sorry, no, but can, I can you hear now? She uh, she was she was great. Uh, her, Everyone was really good except for you know Ed Coulter. That's a, that's a whole other thing. But uh, I think uh, what was the joke? It was uh, uh, David Spade's assistant tried to uh, snapped and tried to tried to murder him. But I, I guess I guess you'd snap too if you had to handle two phone calls a month. Yeah, that, like that. I remember that. That was really funny. And then I I did I did uh, I got a joke on that it was written backstage when they said Rob Lowe. Uh, Rablo wants a joke about uh, Ann Coulter bombing, and I it wasn't the, I don't know if it was the best joke, but I it was it was a joke that I came up with right there. It was like the one uh, the only bombing she can't blame on a Muslim. Ah, uh, wow! And that was like during the show. Yeah, during the show. It was so it was it was it was really it was fun, and like I was really. I don't know. I got a lot of shit on there. Do you write when you when you write for there? Are you writing for everyone or, or specific people well, you're writing you're, for? You're, you're supposed to write. Like we're not going there writing. And this is the thing I had to almost relearn at each time. Like, you don't go in there. You're not writing jokes for, like, Jeff Ross or someone who, could, you, know, um, you know, the late, you know, Greg Giraldo. You know, right. you, you're, you're writing jokes for the non uh, The people, comics. like, right. Like, ideally, like Ann Coulter should have been taking a joke. Did she not take your jokes? She actually or did take jokes? one of my jokes about AIDS. I can't remember how it exactly went. Did she do it? She did it. She did it. 
I can't. I, I just can't remember the joke. Did she just do bad because everyone just hated her? Is that what like they kind of were? Did she just do badly because everyone there just sort of hated her? Well, but she didn't. She didn't really have material, and 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 it did. It did definitely tur- like turn into a bit of the Ann Coulter roast. And I will say to my, uh, if I could uh, uh, happily uh, to my liberal horn here, I I suggested her. I was like, you know, they were like, who should we, you know, who, who any ideas? And I was like, fucking political season. You know, like, what about Ann Coulter? You know, she's she'd be just like just to mix it up. You know, like here's another different type that Were we they don't immediately have. into it. Uh, it was not it received uh, immediately, but then then I worked. There's always three le- weeks leading up to the roast. I I was living in New York, but I was off of Fallon for two weeks, and I went and wrote on the roast for two weeks, and went back to work there. <laughs> Very different, uh, you know, kind of jokes you're writing there, right, right. Uh, and I found out that she was. She was on, like, after I had already left. Like, uh, I got in touch with, like, uh, one of the other writers. And he's like, yeah, yeah we got uh, Bo Derek dropped out, but Ann Coulter's in. Like, oh, oh, Bo Derek was supposed to do it? Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. That would have been awesome. But these people, they agree to do it. Then they actually watch a roast, and they're like, fuck that. They're just, I, I could see just getting so scared out of it. I mean, if you don't, if it's not your forte at all. Even if it is your forte, it looks like it'd be terrifying. It's it's got to be terrifying. You got to give credit to people that go in there and take take their hits and then deliver well. Like I mean, well, Snoop is just exceptional. He's always good. But yeah, uh, uh, like like Jewel, Jewel. and uh, I don't know someone else. else. I remember did. I mean, like Cloris Leachman. I remember was really good when yeah. she did it. Yeah, and then um, the Brady uh, Jan Brady or uh, Marsha Brady was she Marsha Marsha what's uh, Morgan oh, go watch hers on on YouTube it's fucking great where was she who was she there for she on Larry the Ca- I can't remember it wasn't one I worked on it, maybe it was Larry the Cable Guy but it was so good I mean God Ralph I, Macchio was was pretty good yeah yeah he he did like a. He yeah. did like a performance arty thing. Yeah, kind of sometimes they just try something new. I mean, these guys that write for the roast, they're real pros. Like they, they, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I thought Jonah Hill was really good. He was good. And well, did you write for that one? I did. I I didn't the love Franco? that one because it was like those guys. It, everyone was sort of a comedian or comedian actor. They came with their own writers. Like I remember being asked to write shit for Aziz. I'm like. Aziz isn't gonna fucking want. He's not gonna look at any of my jokes. <laughs> yeah. The fuck? Did like, you get jokes on that one? Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't uh, score a lot on that one. Thank God Jeffrey Ross did one of mine that that hit big. But uh, which one? Because uh, yeah. I remember. I feel that like a dou- well. I feel like a dou- Are you going to give me a pass on this? I feel like a douche telling my own jokes. Is it- yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm interested because I mean I watch those roasts and I'm always like I what, wonder who what wrote about that. your listeners? Are they going to think I'm an asshole? They're going to look probably. Okay, but that's well, all right. It. This is my last podcast anyway. Uh, it was a Jonah. Was uh, what was that movie? The end. It, this is the end. Or? This is the end. Yeah. This is the end. Uh, he was. Uh, he the was. Dick. He was. Uh, yeah. He was fucked by a demon with a big black cock. Uh, the the you know the demon the cock didn't have to be big or black but you know you know Jonah and his riders or his demands. Jan and his demands. Yeah. 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 That landed really yeah, nicely. Yeah. That, that did really well. Um, I mean, obviously, but it was he, hard because everyone those guys everyone had their writer. You know, like built. You know, uh, uh, like Bill Hader, like he's he's got like Mulaney writing for him, he doesn't right? Need right, and Nick he's Kroll, like all character shit, kind yeah. of shit. Yeah. So and Aziz, yeah, I would imagine <laughs> it's you're not just like punching things into Aziz's like voice. Like Aziz has a very specific. He's like, a very specific line. voice. That, that's true. That's true. So yeah. So it's a little. Harder. His is very kind of performancey too. Oh, like, oh, totally. Hey guys. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched like his. I saw some of the comics like. 
run their sets, and I, I'm like, oh, he's not going to do well. And he fucking killed. Did you, you know? think he wouldn't do well? I didn't think it would do amazing. And uh, he, I remember when Aziz was first becoming big, and I was like, he's not going to become huge. <laughs> yeah, I right. remember. Th- I remember the first time I saw Aziz. I did a show. It was like, do you remember that invite them up show at Rafifi? Mm-hmm. It, became, yeah. it was becoming really big, and like, I. I didn't know who he was yet. He was just becoming kind of a thing, mm-hmm. a known around. And I did a set, and I did really well. And, like, they used to do this thing called 30 Seconds of Stand-Up Comedy where someone would just come on and do, like, like you know, 30 They would basically do, like, a bit. Right. And so he went up after me, and, like, he did well and everything. But I remember being, like... Um, watching him and he was really young and I was like oh good for you buddy like I remember having that thought like oh man look at that guy he's like really going for it yeah and then a year later he was like fa- he was just hugely famous and not that I didn't think he was funny but I was like I mean everyone's acting like he's gonna be the biggest thing in the world I mean it's not like he's definitely gonna be the and then yeah. he just became this huge and I totally get him now I it's weird like when I was near him I didn't get it as much but like right. now looking from the outside I get him he's just very he he has like a, a presence, you know. That's a big thing. Like, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. He's very confident, and um, he 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 loves being what he's doing. Yeah, he's I not mean, uncomfortable. That presence and that confidence is is something that is can't fake, and uh, you can't you can't practice presence. You know, and also like, like it's you can see some people are really good at being famous. Like oh yeah, like some people like. Are like if they become famous, they get uncomfortable. But he's very like, yeah, I'm famous. I I really like it. Yeah, like that is a, a thing that isn't for everyone, right? You yeah. can be really talented if you're not comfortable. How, how being would famous. you? How would you be if you were more famous than you are now? Yeah, thank you. That's a very nice way of putting it. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the little like fame that I had, like when I had a little bit of, and I just mean like a couple times people would I'd, it shows people would know who I was and like yeah. ask to get a picture with me or something um I, d- I mean it, it kind of did make me uncomfortable I kind of started to feel like if I got really fan I wouldn't be that comfortable with it. I don't know that I get really annoyed on the street when people like ask me directions. Oh. So if people on the street were like, "Hey man," I'd be like, "Yeah, no." I feel like I'd be like one of those people that, "Oh, I met him and he's and he's a dick." It's 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 <laughs> weird because we do this, you know, you get into stand up because you you know, or even acting, I guess, and whatever other performing arts because you want it, you want that love, you want that validation. Yeah. And then you know, but then if you get it, I, I found him with me. I get uncomfortable I, too when I when get I it. get it. I, I don't feel comfortable. I know. I start I start squirming if someone's like paying me a compliment, even though I've just like told like 50 of my own jokes like a douchebag. Right. But, right. But like I, I, well, I asked you to do it. Yes. So. You forced me. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I get like uncomfortable and I wonder if that's like means like if I, if I you know, wherever it's not going to happen, I'm fine with that. But, you know, if I were to ever yeah. it, how I would how I would have been. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm I'm all right. I I think what it is, I don't like being a dick to people, and I feel like if you get to a certain level, you have to be a dick. You have to set boundaries, right. and I don't. I'm not that good at that. I don't want to piss people off. So, I I did I did that movie I was telling you about, and like they had a this guy was sort of a known director, like indie director, like produced it, and they had like a a film festival like six years ago mm-hmm. all around his movies and they played it and they screened it downtown and I went to the screening and it was like packed and so they had a party afterwards and everyone from the screening was there and so like 
everyone was like coming up to me. Oh yeah. And um you know, it was kind of like my night of being a movie star, yeah. you know, cuz I they were all at the movie and uh it I mean it was fine, but I was also like I was already having that moment of like I just want to live my life. <laughs> you know what I, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're already there, huh? So, but you know, just even a, in a room. I think it's just cuz I'm so used to like you know, I've been around a while. And like, not a lot of people when you first meet them are nice. So when you just meet people and they're nice, right when you meet them, I, there's something I don't trust about them. You know what I mean? Because I'm right. like, that's not how people act. Well, there's people that would be fans and generally be excited to be around you or meeting you, and then there's, I guess, phonies that just that's how you're supposed to act. I think it's it's one of those things that dealing with phonies for so long when you see people act a certain way that seems not. Uh, genuine. Yeah. I, I like resent. I think when I I get it gets very like. Well, why weren't you nice to me before? Right. Like I've got like maybe younger I would have been better, but now I'm like, well, fuck you. Like y- I think yeah. that's why I, I like a lot of celebrities like that that act like that. I kind of when I see celebrities who are kind of famous but kind of almost resent their fame. I kind of like that a little bit. Right. Right, I don't know. But then there's people that I feel like that got it a little later, like John Hamm, right? Like, yeah, it seemed like a little. I don't know, appreciating it more, and I imagine, and also now reveling in it because they. I think once you, if you get it later, you know who you are. Yeah, and you're like, I don't fucking like Larry David. I think it's just like. Yeah, I'm famous, but if, but he, I don't think he's any different than he ever was before he was famous. Right, right. Which I think is like cool. You know, I think I'd be better. I'd be like one of those. I'd be like, I don't. If I'm famous, like you're stupid to think I'm like great now because yeah. I was always great. So right, I probably I would, <laughs> all the things you're saying. I probably would agree. Like I, I would yeah. probably do the same this or is, feel the same way. Have you okay? So th- let's get let's both get super famous and test this shit out. Yeah, let's try it. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you're getting there, right? So <laughs> yeah, oh I mean, yeah. Um, so, are, uh, dude, you, you were like a uh, podcast. I'm like, uh, yeah. Oh, oh my really? god. I, yeah. Yeah. So, do you ever? Are you ever able to? Because what fascinates me about a lot of you know times when I'll listen to a podcast about with some well known comedian who's been around for a while. Um, usually, I'll listen to like Marin's podcast. Yeah. Is you know, it'll be they'll talk about when they started, and it'll be these people, these like insane careers, and they're talking about these stories of when they first were beginning and it's weird because I don't know that they really are fully appreciating what has happened to them. You know what I mean? Because really what it comes down to is they made this decision to do a thing that probably no one even wanted them to do or cared about them doing or would have been like, why are you doing that? You know what I mean? And then they got to a point one day where they were like kind of, realize their dream kind of you know what i mean yeah so do you have moments where you're like oh yeah that kind of worked out uh well <laughs> probably uh, not i mean i know you probably don't but just because the nature of like a comedian psyche but are there moments that i mean it, it, it's been a great relief to be you know uh working as consistently as i have i mean a relief definitely and a, a major validation i mean i don't know if i you know, stop and smell, uh, smell the roses. I guess that's the thing, though. If you do that too much, I mean, then you would just sit around in your apartment and be like, "Yeah." I, I, I think. Look, I, I appreciate. I, I always say, like, I'm not done being grateful. 
You know, like right. I'm still very grateful that I, I am. I, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I, that I, you know, because I, I, you know, I kicked around for a lot of years before I, I, I got something. You know, right. Uh, and then I get to like different jobs, and there's like a 22 year old doing it. I'm like, oh my god, I was like doing shitty open mics. Right, right. But but now you people know, people like got just got out of Harvard or something. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, now I'm like I'm not. You know, now I'm for the first time in a very long time. Not you know I'm I'm not working and it's it's a it's a weird experience like my you know I spent so much time with my kid the last few months it's been crazy and maddening because he's a fucking toddler they're nuts right um but my wife is overseas now with him doing where do you and you live around. in the city now I'm in Brooklyn I'm in Park Slope oh nice and so yeah so now I have more time to just uh, kind of it's weird just be uh just go to coffee shops go to coffee shops go to right. mics and stuff right I had a great experience at a mic where this chick was like. I knew I knew the guy that ran the mic, and he was going to put me up first because I was I was warming up for Whiplash. I just wanted to do a few sets, right? And uh, this girl, uh, like, I knew I was getting up first, and it's also a lottery. So there's a line. I get in line to sign up, whatever, and and then like the line kind of winds down the stairs and breaks up a little bit. So I didn't. I got kind of got elbowed out. Then I went back in line, knowing that I was going to get up first anyway. This open mic chick's like, uh, excuse me, I was there. I'm like, uh, yeah, actually, I, I mean, I, I've been here a long time, but I just, I just kind of got elbowed out. She's like, yeah, but I was there. I'm like, all right, take, take it, take it. And then she said something else snooty after I let her in front. What so did I'm she like, say? I, just you like, asshole! Thanks for letting me back. No, just like it's just a fact that I was there. So I'm like, all right, you know, what? like she, something unnecessary. Like it was over, <laughs> right, and then she right, said something right. else. So I'm like, all right then. Well, the, you and know, then comedians I, let things go really fast. But then I, I scooted back in front of her just because I was really fucking annoyed. Now, now it's yeah. a fight. Uh-oh. Now it's like a weird like marital spat, you know? Yeah. Like, so and she's like, she's like, do you even have you ever done an open mic? Oh, Are you even a comic? <laughs> <laughs> so like, like you ask about me appreciating where I am. That's where I am, Tom. Right, right. <laughs> well, see, that's the great thing about comedy is uh, there's always that. To be, it, there's always something around the corner to bring you right back to zero. Uh, I, I went to an open mic about a month and a half ago. I hadn't been to one in a while, and like, I didn't. I'm in law school now. Yeah, I, I exactly that face. Is wow, I'm a, I have one more year left, basically. Holy fuck! Okay, I, and so I've been doing stand up, but it was hard because I was studying yeah, a lot. Yeah, and um. But this summer, I was doing it a lot more, and I was writing more, and uh, people were like... It was hard, because the only shows I was doing were, like, shows where, like, I wanted to do well on. So people were like, you should just go to, like, an open mic and try out some stuff. So I went to an open mic this guy told me about, and I was like, yeah, I could do this. And immediately, I was just like, oh, God, like... No one knows who you... You know, not that they should know who I am, because they're new, but you know what I mean? But you're still resentful. Yeah, you're kind of like just they don't know who you are, and they're so shitty about not knowing who you are, and oh, like, and you realize how cl- it's it really. I hate it almost seems cliche to say ah, it's very like clicky, but it it really is. Like you're like I'll do I'll throw out like a list jokes just to if I'm not to if, test just kinda. to test, and you're like oh okay, you're not gonna laugh at I'm not one of your right. fucking yeah. backpack buddies. So like, and then I remember they were like. Hey, like they weren't starting on time. It was at a club, and I was like, "Hey, shouldn't we start?" And they were just like, <laughs> and then they were like, the guy gets up and he's like, "Everyone, we get seven minutes. Make sure you do all seven minutes." Like he made a big deal about that, you know. And then someone went up and did seven minutes, and right after him, they were like, "By the way, you guys, like we started too late, so everyone only gets four minutes." Um, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, cool." And that 
I was like, I told you to start, and no yeah. one started. Oh. So I I went up and like I did fine for what it was, but it was like a room full of like. 10 25 year old dudes and it was just very like it just felt like being going to high school again like yeah it felt, and i was like always are really small yeah and i just was like wow this feels really bad yeah. uh and i was like i want to do new material and all but like it just kind of like sucked the life out of me a little bit so yeah well they're they're, they're not known for their uh yeah they're fun yeah and, in fact uh, i uh, encouraging Right, they're not there to they're they're there to weed people out. Yeah, right. I, yeah, and I I've done a few since I've been, but there's like I've already been to a couple that I'm like, okay, I, I can't go back there. I just I just gotta get on some regular shows. All right, man. This cut has that been part great. out. That sounded desperate. No, that's fine. I'll cut that oh, out. Okay. This has been great. Thanks for thanks so much. I gotta stop. Yeah, man. I hope great you can maybe do you. this again if you. Uh, I think I won't have anything left to say. But no, I'm sure you will. Okay. Um. Thank you very much, Josh Comers. Thank you. I appreciate you coming by. Good talking. Um, and we'll uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks.